Welcome back, children of God. I'm back with episode 13. I am the storyteller. When we last talked, I believe I asked a question. How humble are you? When you're walking around carrying low-grade anger and low-grade hurt. How humble are you? Most of the time when we're in the church service, the anger kind of recedes just a little bit as long as we're listening to the music, as long as the preacher's preaching. But when the music has stopped and the preacher of the hour has gone to the back to get dressed for the outside world and the musicians have put their instruments away, The ushers now are fussing about because of the mess that your children made and left on the seats and under the seats. Even your own children are now giving you the evil eye because they are ready to go because they want to get to that all-you-can-eat buffet. And now, everything that you thought you left at the altar has resurfaced just that fast. All of that anger, all that frustration, all that low-grade anger has resurfaced all the way back to the top. How humble are you? Remember 2 Chronicles 7.14 says this, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If my people, my people, which are called by my name, should humble themselves. So we see that the problem here is humbling yourselves all the time not just when you're in church not when the preacher's preaching not when the musicians are going strong but all the time I want to just take you back to to reality of what we normally do and I want us to just kind of really think about how we feel when we're in church and why we feel the way we do. All our burdens seem to be lifted. If I'm not a humble person, if I have some low-grade anger, while that preacher's preaching, I'm good, I think. When the musicians are playing, I'm good, I think. But when that's over, now here's the problem. When all that's over, Why do I get angry and feel so sad and feel so hurt? Why can the smallest thing prick my nerves that fast? I went to the altar. I cried. I said, Lord, take it away. And I lifted my hands in praise and I said, God, I thank you because I feel a relief. I feel a relief now. I feel a relief and a release. 
now, but almost immediately, almost immediately before I leave the church, I find myself yelling at my children, yelling at someone in the church. I find myself frustrated. I find myself saying things like, stop rushing me. Stop telling me what to do. Stop mistreating me. Consider my feelings sometimes. Who do you think you're talking to? You're embarrassing me in front of all these people. I'm a minister. Does that sound familiar? And then you say, the devil is a liar. Well, not really. Not really. The whole point is, the whole point is this. If the humility can only hold in church, how sincere is it for real? If you can become unglued the minute that church is over, the minute that the music stops, how sincere is it? How real is it? Listen to those things that I just said. Your humility thermometer raced into the danger zone. The flashing light was saying, displeasing God, displeasing God, displeasing God. Humility gone, humility gone. Just that fast, you've come down from the heavenlies. Your strong dislike for any and everyone that has hurt you has risen back to the surface. And you think that God is going to heal the land just because you ask him? Well, no, he's not. It's not the land that he needs to heal. He needs to heal us individually. Give God some praise. Do I need to repeat that? It's not the land that God needs to heal. He needs to heal us individually. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal the land. That's the promise. I love God's words. The Lord is saying to us clearly, I can't heal the land because you can't pray with a heart like that and expect a holy God to answer your prayers. You need a heart healthy spirit. You need a heart healthy spirit in order for God to heal the land. And just as conscious as you are about your heart healthy diet. You know, we're all there right now. We're all concerned about heart-healthy eating. Well, as concerned as you are about that, 
That's how conscious and concerned you need to be about your heart, healthy spirit. Start right here and acknowledge that you are a hypocrite. Trying to religiously pray for other hypocrites. It's time for us to come clean. We say this to the Lord all the time. Fix them, Lord. You need to change them, Lord. They need a little more Jesus. When the reality is, you're the one that's in need of a fixing. You're the one that's in need of a transformation. You're the one that's in need of a heart replacement. Not just some heart valves, but the whole heart needs replacing. I'm remembering a song that we used to sing years ago. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me. It's me, oh Lord, right here before you now, standing, kneeling, laying in the need of prayer. When we're not humble, our main phrase is always going to be, it's them, fix them, change them. But from here on out, let us say, God, in order for me to pray about the chaos in the land, in order for me to ask you to fix the land, to heal the land, God, I stand in need of a fixing first. Heal me first. Give me a hard, healthy spirit first. In case you don't really know what not being humble looks like, I'm going to give you just a few examples, not a lot, but just a few examples to help you to know when you are not as humble as you think you are. The Holy Spirit will direct you to begin praying for your family in your home. You do it for a while, but you won't allow yourself to be content with praying in the home with your family for your family. Now, the the key word here is that you won't allow yourself to be content. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to begin praying for your family in your home. But after a few good prayers, guess what? You're not ready to start a church. Did the Holy Spirit say start a church? No. That's really you trying to fulfill a dream of your own, trying to satisfy a need to be important you give your own self a title even though you claim that titles don't mean anything to you that's what your mouth said but your heart longed and ached to be called apostle prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor anything other than sister or brother 
the Holy Spirit says, start a Bible study with your family. Not in a building. I don't want you to go get a building. I don't want you to rent a building. I don't need you looking for space. You got a building, your home. You pay for it every month. You got a family, you got people. So I need you to start a Bible study with your family. So you do it for a while. Like the prayer, you do it for a while. And now all of a sudden, you're no longer content with doing the Bible study in your home with your own family. Now you're recruiting people from their churches and teaching them in your own home. Was that what the Holy Spirit told you to do? Absolutely not. Because the Lord knew that given half a chance, given a little bit of room, you would take that thing to the next level without him even asking you or telling you or commanding or directing you to take it to the next level. He said, start a Bible study in your free home with your free family. But you couldn't do it. Your need for recognition wouldn't allow you to do it. Will, will not allow you to keep it with your, within your family. Keep it within your home. Now, remember you said you're not into titles. Your mouth said that. I'm not into titles. But the Lord knew that longing you had in your heart to be called something. He knew that you secretly desire to be recognized. So, let's let's go back to what he said. Let's go back to it. Because I want you to really get it. He says, start praying in your, in your home. Start praying with your family. You did it. But you didn't do it long because you could not be content you wanted to start a church he said start a bible study with your family but you and you did that but you could not do it long before you were recruiting people from their churches teaching them in your home and now you're calling yourself a pastor. And now you're asking for tithes. Is that you? Is that you? Did you do that? Are you in the process of doing it now? Tell the truth. Because remember, you want the land healed. You're asking God to heal the land. He said, but I cannot honor that. I cannot do that until you humble yourself. You're not humble. You're not humble. You still long for something to make you feel good. You're still longing for something. You're secretly, secretly, you want to be recognized. Secretly, 
you want to be acknowledged. Secretly, you want to be one of those that, wow, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit here. You want to be one of those that's led straight to the front when you walk in the church. You secretly want to be one of those that sit in the pulpit with the so-called dignitaries. I want you to imagine this. If this is you, I want you to imagine what this sounds like and what it looks like. When you have that secret desire in your heart to be recognized all the time, you go to a visiting church. The usher sits you where there is space, which is what they should do. But you are compelled to let them know to whisper in their ear, I'm a pastor. Let, let me just walk, walk it back a minute. You go to the church and you pray it up and you hold it up and you all those things. And you just want to, all I want to do is just be blessed today. I just want to get a blessing and be a blessing. That's what you said. That's what your mouth said. So you get to the church, and you look around, the church is full. The usher does what the usher is supposed to do. The usher looks for an available space to seat you in all of your glory. But she doesn't take you by your elbow and gently lead you up to the front. She just puts you in the available space. But you are compelled. Now I want you to ask yourself right now, why am I compelled? Why did I have to whisper in her ear to say to her, I'm a pastor. I'm a prophet. You basically are saying, I'm one of them. Those people up there in the front, I'm one of them. That's basically what you're saying. I want to be up there with them because I'm one of them. So, you lower yourself in a bad way because that's not humility. But you lower yourself and you say, I'm a pastor. And the usher says two things within themselves. They're not going to say it out loud, though they wish they could. But they're saying two things within themselves. And I need you to really hear this today. The next time you walk in the church and you are compelled to identify yourself as a five-fold ministry card holder, I want you to remember what that usher is thinking. You say to them, I'm a pastor. The usher says this to herself, to to himself. And that means what? You mean you can't sit here? Oh, I get it. You need to be recognized. You need special treatment. That's That's the first thing they say to themselves. But then the other thing they say to you, Oh, I apologize. I didn't know. I will get you right up front immediately. 
So they go up front and they move people around. People that were not late getting to church. People that were already seated and comfortable. And you squeeze them out. Because they need you, because you need to be put in up front. You squeeze them out, you allow the usher, instead of saying to the usher, no, that's okay, that's okay. I don't want you to move them. They are fine where they are. Just seat me wherever you can. But you allow the usher to squeeze them out so that you can have the attention and the recognition that you feel you deserve. How does that sound to you? Hearing this from the storyteller, how does it sound to your humble ears? Is that you? Are you guilty of this? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, are you guilty of this? Listen, if this is your shoe, I beg you right now, slide your foot down in it and repent and sin no more. You know, I'm troubled in my spirit even as I say it. Because I have such a clear picture. The Holy Spirit has given me such a clear picture of what that looks like. Of us tipping into the church. Making an entrance. Being compelled to let someone know who you are. Forcing an usher to move people around. Just to squeeze you in. To fit you in so that you can get the attention and the recognition that you feel you so deserve. How does that sound to you? Let me give you some scripture. O God, Thou knoweth my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from Thee. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. That's what these are. That way of feeling compelled to let someone know who you are, that's a secret sin. You won't tell anybody about that. And the shame of it is that you won't even tell God about it. But it's there in you that need to be recognized, that need for attention, that that need for someone to see you and to know you. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Can any hide himself in secret places that I should not see him? The Lord is saying, I see you. Can you not be all right with the fact that I see you, that I know you? Is that not enough for you? But your secret, you carry that secret sin. You live that secret sin. That's a double life. Because you're ashamed of it. You're ashamed of the fact that I can't just go in the church and sit down. I want to be up front with the rest of them. I want to play in the reindeer games like them. 
I am one of them. I'm a part of them. Let me see. All of those secret things that you desire and set out to bring to pass through your own efforts. All of those secret things. In order for it to come to pass, because God didn't do it, God has not called you to that, you know that you're going to have to put your hands to it to bring it to pass. All that working and all that maneuvering, all that hustling is your flesh trying to make your own desires, your own hopes and dreams come to pass. And then you end it by saying, the Holy Spirit is leading me to do thus and so. Secret things that you desire. Secret things making you work hard. Secret secret things making you maneuver. Secret things causing you to feel compelled. Be careful. Be real careful that your secret sins will be revealed. Come clean. Come clean with the Lord. Come clean with those secret sins of trying to be like someone else. Secret sins of not feeling good about who God made you to be. Secret sins of despising how he made you. Secret sins of needing to be in the limelight of life. Tell all that stuff to God and let God fix it for you. You know that that double life is killing you. That's work. That's hard work. That's doing hard time right there. That secret stuff is making you a hypocrite. And everybody but you can see that you are a hypocrite. Don't fool yourself. Don't play games with yourself. Don't fool around and get your reward down here and miss the one in heaven. Don't make God, God listen, 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 listen. Don't make God say to you, sorry. But you already have your reward for men. That's what you wanted. Sorry. You already got what you longed for. Sorry. You already got what you ached for. That you hustled so hard for. That you maneuvered about so hard for. You already have your reward. Because that was what you longed for. I told you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And just do the work. And that I will reward you. Guess what? My reward, children of God, was bigger, better, and more fulfilling. But you were not satisfied with that. And besides, I even told you that I would personally give it to you. I laid it up for you. Just for you. But you couldn't wait. I said to you, stop praying in your home. Start praying in your home with your family. 
But you said, but I want a church. (laughs) I said, start a Bible study with your family in your home. You said, okay. I know you said with my family, but I want to get some other people to come. And then once I get my living room full, I'm going to call myself a pastor. I I know I did that. I know I did that. All of this work here that I've got to do in you. I've got to fix all of this stuff in you while the earth is groaning coming apart at the seams people are waiting for God to stay his hand but I can't stay my hand God is saying he can't stay his hand you ask him to stay his hand but he can't stay his hand for you because you've not followed through with a complete process if my people <laughs> are you his that's what he said he said I'm going to do what you asked me to do but I need you to do this if my people which are called by my name should humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal the land. Guess what? We haven't even gotten to the part about praying. We're still dealing with the part about being humble. We've got to get down here to praying. We've got to get down here to seeking God's face. We've got to get down here to how to turn from our wicked ways. We haven't even gotten there yet. We're still dealing with being humble. So in the meantime, while we're still trying to get humble so we can please God, so he can heal the land, the earth is groaning. The earth is in chaos. And God is saying, I got to fix my people first. Because they don't know how to be humble. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give God some praise. I'll be back. And we're going to talk about praying. In the meantime, ask God to forgive you. Repent and go and sin no more. I am the storyteller. I'll be back.